I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers on hip hop's female takeover. We're talking about the resurgence of women in the rap game, more artists out there now than ever before, making big moves, making big waves and getting a lot of attention. So to talk with us about this, joining me is Josh McBride. He's an entertainment host. Josh, great to have you with us. Great to be here, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Carl Lamar. He's the uh, hip hop editor for Billboard and also host of the Audio Mac podcast. Carl, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Keisha. She's known as Light Skin Keisha. She's a rapper and actor. Keisha, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, Carl, I want to start with you on this because you cover all these artists. You cover the whole music scene. Why do you think yeah. we're seeing so many female artists right now? Man, um, first off, shout out to all the female MCs out here killing it right now. Um, because there was a time where, like, it, it just dawned on me. I would watch, like, the BET Awards and Nicki Minaj would win every single year. And, and it was just kind of getting monotonous. And I think at a point, I would probably say for me, like, from a mainstream point, I think when Cardi came in, with Bodak Yellow, everything just kind of opened up. And it just, the, the, the amount of female MCs and the star power just ramped up. Like we had Cardi come in, we had Megan come in, we had Sweetie, we got, we got dope artists like uh, Dreezy, Cash, uh, Keisha, obviously, uh, to even like people like Rhapsody and Chica. Everybody's showing different sides, you know, their personalities of their lyricisms, whether it's club records, whether it's um, just straight lyrical wordplay records. I think we're beginning to embrace the idea that, yo, women not only can stand with, you know, their male counterparts in hip hop, they can flat out take over. And that's what we've been seeing. It's been a full-fledged takeover with like the Nickies, who's been able to get two number ones this year. Uh, Megan getting two number ones this year. Cardi coming back with another number one this year. I think people just realized, like, yo, it's time for women to take over the game. Keisha, in terms of what motivated you, because, you know, the, it wasn't that long ago that a lot of women would look at, okay, I'll be an R&B singer, I'll be a dancer, I'll do something else. But to, to really just get right in that mainstream of the rap game, what motivated you? Well, really, it was, I would say it would be more so support from my fans, honestly. Um, you know, like, I haven't necessarily been in the rap game too, too long. But when I first started and I first dropped my first record, I mean, I kind of just dropped it and I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was just kind of like a spontaneous thing and I didn't know what I was doing. But the reaction that I had got was just so crazy. So, therefore, like, I had a lot of support behind it and people were like you know you need to keep on rapping because you sound good we like your tracks when you get on there it's just you know what i'm saying it goes crazy so and i'm like you know what maybe i can start doing it so i just found myself to continue to go to the studio and i really actually love being in the studio and creating some more sounds and creating new music and i like hearing myself in the mic too so <laughs> but yeah that's, that's, that's so it, it works for, it works for you in every single way yeah, it does. It really the whole, does. The whole, does. The, whole, the whole process. All right, we've just been joined by uh, Molly Brazy. Um, Br Brazy, great to have you with us. Hey, nice to meet y'all. Nice to meet you. Hey, hey Molly. Hey, Keisha. <laughs> thank you so much for, thank you so much for being with us. 
Razy, tell us a little bit about, about your career and how you, how you got involved and what attracted you as a female into the rap game. Um, what got me started is, like, I just, I just really tried it for real. Like, my brothers, they always was writing and, like, they, like, roast each other with raps, like, stuff like that, just going off the dome. But I could never do that, so, like, I just started writing. And then, like, one day I just recorded it on my phone and I uploaded it on Instagram. This is, like... 2017 and I uploaded on my on my Instagram and then my Instagram just started going dumb like it just go it went viral on like every social media platform so after that like all of the rappers in my city they was hitting me up like people I was listening to people that was like making it out and stuff like that they was hitting me up like you should get in the studio with me stuff like that so that's when I ended up making my first song my first song hit a million in a week and it was just like why not <laughs> And then you, did, then you just kept at it. Josh, for, for a lot of the women, the, uh, you know, the, the gatekeepers that might have kept them out in the past are not there because they can go right to the straight to the fans. What kind of impact has that had on all of these new and exciting careers? Yeah, I think it's really exciting for a lot of younger artists like these two uh, talented women who um, have now created more than just they're a rapper, right? Like you both, I, I see you both and I see it's, it's about branding. You guys are brands. Cardi's a brand. You look at someone like Cardi who um, put out a track, but then you look at her now and she had a Super Bowl commercial. She was interviewing Joe Biden a few weeks ago. Um, it's so much more than female rappers just being about rap. Like it's about so much more. It's about who their brand is. And, and from a financial aspect, it's not just about selling records. Selling records is great, but you know Cardi got a check from Pepsi for that for that Super Bowl commercial. You know she got a check from Fashion Nova. Uh, these women uh, have to be applauded because they're now brands and not just rappers anymore. So it's, it's more than just rapper in your Instagram profile. All right, we're going to continue talking about hip-hop's female takeover on Street Soldiers. We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson, and right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop's female takeover. Joining me is Josh McBride. He's an entertainment host and entertainment correspondent. Josh, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you. Also with us is Light Skin Keisha. She's a rapper and actress. Keisha, great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Also joining us is Molly Brazy. She's an artist and rapper herself. Molly, great to have you with us. Thank you. And also joining us is Carl Lamar. He's the hip hop editor for Billboard Magazine and also the host of the Audio Mac uh, podcast. Carl, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much. The, um, Carl, in terms of them being a, women having to be a brand, has that helped women? Because we have so much more about just our lifestyle between the looks and all that that, we can, that can be branded than guys. Yeah, I, I think it helps. I think it goes back to what Josh was saying. I think it allows women to get into, you know, a multitude of bags. Like he was saying with Cardi getting this Super Bowl commercial with Pepsi that allows her to attract even more fans. You know, like my mom, shout out to my mom. Her birthday was last week. She's over here singing Bodak. Thank God she's not singing WAP, but she's singing Bodak. <laughs> oh, God. <You> know? <laughs> 
you know, and, 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 you know, Cardi also like doing like a deal with Reebok, like with women being able to attract so many different brands, it's going to attract so many different demographics that may have not been familiar with their music. So it could be that, that mom or that grandma that saw Cardi and, and her bubbly personality be like, yo, you know what? Let me give this girl a chance just because I like her energy. Right. based off this commercial. So the more brands and opportunities women have, the more people they can attract and then reel them over to the music if they hadn't already. Razy, what, what about the, in, term, in terms of Brandy? Tell us, tell us where you're from and, and what the scene is where you're at. Um, I'm from Detroit, but I moved to Atlanta like a few years ago. And well, branding is everything to me. Like I, um, I really just try to put my hands into everything like fashion, um modeling i try acting like basically everything so and to get it out there like that keisha tell us about the uh you know we we saw you in ghost power book two in that yes in that classroom there (laughs) (laughs) tariq a hard time and everything (laughs) congratulations on that but um in in terms of in terms of acting did they approach you because of are you being an artist or tell us a little bit about that like was there a crossover between music and acting or how did that happen um so really so I had already knew Michael who plays Tariq I had knew him like a couple of years prior to that so when I first heard about it honestly I thought it was a joke and then when they were like they kept going and they were like because usually when I go out of town I'll travel with like my agent and my two security guards or something like that but when they told me I was going up there, they're like, you can't come with nobody. So I'm like, who trying to kidnap me? But, <laughs> so, and they're like, nobody's trying to kidnap you. Like, they're like, serious. So I get up there and I see everything. And I'm like in the production studio, everything is going crazy. And I'm running into all the actual, like actors and actresses and stuff. But um, when I was talking to Tariq, I'm like, I'm nervous. I kept telling him, I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, what is, what is, what is it? And he's like, all you got to do is just be yourself. So basically that made me think like this crazy because it's like, I feel like for me, music is a plus. Um, and honestly, like even with like Cardi's situation, like Cardi, I feel like even with her, like it was a, it's a plus because her personality is so big. And I feel like she gets amazing opportunities and she gets like, you know what I'm saying, amazing brand opportunities as well based off of her personality and same for me I feel like you know when I talked to Courtney Kemp the first time and you know she's like CEO one of the CEOs of everything she basically told me that she was such a big fan and you know she really supported my music but she started going down the line of when she was watching me do talking videos and what I was talking about and stuff like that so it's just really I feel like you know what I'm saying for me it was based off of like personality and just energy and everything else like that like very very organic and she saw your personality through absolutely and that's that's really what it was josh in terms of the impact are the are female artists like some of our female artist superstars like a cardi b like a megan like a nikki are they bigger than movie stars these days because that's the way it seems yeah absolutely absolutely and i would say that one thing i really appreciate about I hate using the term female rappers because again, like I said, there's so much more than that is I've always thought uh, collectively that they're very unapologetic, right? And they're not afraid of this whole cancel culture BS that's out there. Megan Thee Stallion was on SNL last week um, talking about how uh, black women's lives matter and black men's lives matter. And even she did an op-ed in the New York Times that a lot of people saw 
um, that was called Why I Speak Up for Black Women. I think that there's this unapologetic, I'm gonna have a voice, and, uh, and if you listen to me, cool. If not, okay, whatever. But um, it, it's nice to be able to see that um, these leaders in this community have been able to have a voice and not be scared of, of speaking out, you know, and, and having that voice and, and having their branding or, or who's ever going to want to do endorsements with them or sponsorships say, that's up to you guys. If you want to sponsor be on me, board, to be, to be on board with it. And that's, that's a big sea change, Carl. That's a big sea change from when the, the labels were controlling every aspect of an artist's career. It's like, don't, don't right. get too political. Don't speak out right. on this. Don't get caught, exactly. you know, too caught up with any kind of, you know, criminal activity or watch who you're around. Tell us about, like, how did that change happen? I think, again, I mean, I, I, for me personally, I think the, 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 the proof is just in the pudding. Like, you see somebody like a Cardi that was able to notch a number one. And she was already a star. Like, we've seen her on reality shows, Love and Hip Hop. We've seen how she was popping on Instagram, and we saw how fans were able to gravitate to her. So she had the people by, you know, by, by the, on her side already. She was the people's champ. Is when the stats started building up, when the platinum records started building up, the credibility started building up. The Grammy started coming. It's like, you really see how magnetic and how powerful she is. It's like, you know what? We're just going to give you everything, throw in the kitchen sink and let you dictate the tempo because we see how much people love you and appreciate what you have to say. That's why, like Josh said, she can talk to a Joe Biden or like she could talk to a Barry, uh, 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 Bernie Sanders when things were going on uh, with, the, with the whole Democratic um, nomination and everything. and everything. Yeah, the nomination. You know, I think once they see the, they, they have the people's trust, the labels are going to back off and say, you know what, we'll let you guys uh, take it from here and lead the way. Gracie, what about that? Do you feel like you're able to express yourself, whatever you happen to feel or whatever you happen to think or believe? I definitely do. Like, I always felt unapologetic. Like, I, I get exactly what he mean by that. And it's just like, you can speak on anything, you know, that's going on right now and people going to gravitate towards it and be like, you know, really listen and, you know, like, look into what you're talking about just because of, like, the power you have right now in the industry. Keisha, in terms of, in terms of the, the, bl the Black women being able to speak out issue, there, there's, there's certain stereotypes they were even during the vice presidential debate for Kamala Harris talking about how she had to be careful not to be perceived of as, you know, as, as being too strident, as being too bossy, all of that type of thing. But it seems like in hip hop and in rap, there's much more freedom for black women to be who they really are and express themselves with the full energy and the full force. What do you think about that? Um. I've always felt like that. I, I just never really cared about what nobody had to say anyway. So like that always, I don't know, that's just always been my personality, period. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so to speak, to speak out. Keisha, what about for you in, in terms of, in terms of the images and there's stereotypes, there's people within the black community who say, you know what, a lot of focus has been on what's been happening with black men, but black women's needs and issues are ignored and are not, black women are not being heard. But when it comes to rap and hip hop, that is, it's the complete opposite. What do you think about that? Um, I would definitely say, I mean, me personally, I feel like as a black woman, I just feel like, you know, we automatically are going to have it harder than a lot of people will ever try to acknowledge anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like we have it hard even from when it starts, even when black women are having babies and when it starts at birth, 
I mean, we just like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have people, we have the highest percentage of people, um, highest percentage of women who will have, um, you know, situations that happen during birth, um, unfortunate situations that will happen during birth. So I just feel like, you know, we always have to be the stronger person all the time. And, you know, people don't want to try to give us our credit, but you know, when you talk about us having always to be like, you know, demanding and have to have a, you know, unapologetic attitude, we absolutely do because, I mean, I feel like, you know, the odds are always built up against us and people always kind of like expect us to be, you know what I'm saying, in this certain type of stereotype and try to like, you know, tell us what to do or tell us that we shouldn't be able to do this. We shouldn't be able to be sexy. We shouldn't be able to be, talk about your rap about whatever we want to or our body parts or whatever the case may be and it's just like why you know what i'm saying why should we not why should we be quiet or why should we hush i mean you know that for years they was already trying to silence us so it's like you know now that we have this platform and now that we have this moment especially during hip-hop for female rappers especially black female rappers to come together and be able to just you know what i'm saying do everything do their thing you have different styles you have different techniques you have different looks but a different beauty but it's all just you know it's all beautiful in one so i feel like i feel like you know we gotta we always gotta stay strong but we can't let that get to us because of the simple fact that we have people always coming for us but right now i will say this is the time where we're proving we're proving those the the, the people who are doubting this wrong exactly like in all aspects Exactly. So the question is, are female rappers changing our very idea of what's acceptable femininity? We'll find out when we come back. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. You did. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop's female takeover Joining me, Carl Lamar. He's the hip-hop editor for Billboard magazine. Also joining me is light-skinned Keisha. She's an artist and actress. Keisha, great to have you with us. Thank you. Also joining us is uh, Molly Brazy. She's a hip-hop artist. Brazy, great to have you with us. Thank you. Also joining us is Josh McBride. He's an entertainment host. Josh, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you. Carl, when you look at the, when you look at the up and cut, you know, the, the field of up and coming candidates and up and coming artists. Are there certain things that you feel are resonating with, you know, that with hip hop fans that they all share? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of been a constant thread in this conversation. I think it's just that unapologetic candor, you know, that unapologetic honesty. There's a lot of women and, and girls that may not have the platform or you know, their personalities may not be the type to be so forward in that regard, but the fact that they can have, you know, these up and coming rappers be so vocal, you know, about their sexuality, you know, about their swagger, that just really, you know, is, is, is so helpful, you know, to those girls that need that kind of support. And I think what I love about, you know, hip hop today, especially with the, with the women rappers coming up, is that versatility I was talking about, right? If you want a turn up record, you can go to Wakisha. <laughs> you know, you can go yes, to Molly. You know what I mean? You can go to a city girl. They can hit you with an act up, you know, with a, with a twerk. You can, hit, you can go to a sweetie, you know, and if you want that, like, real, like, I guess, deep lyricism, you can go to a, a Chica, you know, and you can go to somebody like a Rhapsody. You, it's like we have so much to offer right now in hip-hop. This is the most versi- versatile I've seen, you know, as, as far as the female class is concerned, and I'm loving it right now. 
Yeah, it, re it, re it really is. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that was the impression I have, but you were in this, you're in this every single day. And I'm happy to hear you say that. Josh, there was a time when uh, women, whether black, white, Latino, Asian, mixed, whatever, were told, just look pretty and keep your mouth shut. That is no longer mm. the case. Absolutely. I mean, it look back, looking back in the day, record labels dictated your life. And I think with the growth of social media and shout out to blogs and, and you know, um, uh, different accounts like the Neighborhood Talk, the Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked that are featuring these young and upcoming um, talented branded women um, that are rappers and actresses. Shout out to them because they're giving opportunity and a voice with even, you know, followings that people are like paying attention to, which is so great to see. But, but it's so nice to have these people now uh, in this space that ha are okay with giving their own voice and not feel sheltered, but also feel like they can speak out and say their piece and say who they're voting for and encourage people to go out and vote and encourage people to go and, um, and, and live their best life, essentially. And do whatever they want to do. Razy, in terms of in, in terms of what you do and in terms of your music and in terms of what you write, do you feel like there's anything now that's off limits or like off the table or does anything go? No, I definitely don't think nothing is off limits. I've never felt like that. And it's like when I first started, what really made me want to like come out with it is like that I was so different from everybody else. Like I speak my mind no matter what the situation is. So like to be that person to speak up like other um, females, like especially the younger ones that's looking up to us, they feel as though they can do that too, you know, and that starts something new. That starts them onto like another path where they want to start, you know, just speaking out, just speak their mind, doing things that they actually want to do. So, no, I don't think nothing is off limits. I never did. I've never been like not wanting to say something. If I want to say it, I'm going to say it. That's just that. No, that's fantastic. Keisha, what about, what about you in terms of in terms of in terms of speaking out and the impact that you have on on the young girls with your following oh well honestly i would say that's how i'm known because they know that i ain't gonna be quiet so <laughs> <laughs> but um I've, I've been speaking my mind since forever so i've never been like scared or you know intimidated by anybody or scared to say whatever i have to say um you know i do i do believe in there's a time and a place to for for certain conversations though i will say that um but as far as anything else though no i'm just i'm, I'm, I'm an all-around like brave girl and i feel like i feel like that's one thing about me that people actually that's why people gravitate towards me a lot too because of the simple fact that they know that i'm just very vocal but i'm very like you know what i'm saying kind of outgoing spunky but it's still like you know i'm just I'm just speaking the real and I'm just being real with you, you know? And that's just that on that. Carl, where do you see the change where that kind of like opened the door for all of the female artists that, that we see, you know, really bubbling up and, and doing their thing right now and, and going for what they want? Um, I think the, ch like when the change began, I think is, I think when women really realized their platforms and realized that they can really monetize off their brands and, you know, using a Twitter or an Instagram to really showcase their talents. You know, there were, I, I mentioned somebody like a Chica before, like, you know, Chica really came up when she was doing freestyles and it caught a lot of people's attention on, on Instagram and caught like a, a, a Taraji P Henson, a Diddy. And I think once women were able to realize, okay, 
Like I have the followers, you know, and I have certain celebrities really tagging me and really, you know, believing in what I could do. Let me really try to maximize on my talents and see where it can take me from there. And I think once they realize that they can use social media to their benefits, they just started taking it and running with it and going ham, going crazy. Because back in the 90s, early 2000s, we already know what kind of grind that was. We had no social media, right. you know, to really showcase our talents, you know, whether it's with rapping or producing. And now that we have these kind of platforms at our disposal, everybody, you know, it could be from the U.S., it could be from Mexico, Portugal, all over the world have that ability to just have that access to you and see what you can, you know, provide to the game. And I think the women have been using that tool seamlessly, and that's why they've been able to win. Keisha, Keisha in terms of who influenced you, were there any artists, that, male or female, that influenced you that you looked up to and go like, wow, I can do that, and I'm gonna, but I'm going to do it my own way? Oh, well, like, you know, when I was younger, you know, me and my friends, we used to um, – we used to always like pick which one we were out of the group. So like, say if there was like Destiny's Child, I always had to be like Beyonce because that's just my girl. Hey. So you know what I'm saying? Or uh, uh, of course, um, Nicki Minaj, like Nicki Minaj dominated the the, the female rap game. You know what I'm saying? For With so not long. only just her her attitude, her style of rap. You know what I'm saying? Just everything. So I mean, and I I, I would definitely say that I've been influenced by you know the Beyonces of the world, the Nicki Minaj's. Um, the the little Kims and honestly Cardi B's because of the simple fact that Cardi B has such like a big personality and and that's where I kind of relate to so I relate to having a big personality and her being able to you know what I'm saying use that personality to just go further and further into her career so yeah and and I get influenced by a lot of R and B singers too like I just I don't know I, I have an old soul so I listen to a lot of old school music too <laughs> <laughs> that's great Josh in terms of in terms of the the, cult, the cultural landscape beyond hip-hop it's like one of one of the things too that i that i think has been so fantastic to see with the female female rappers is they embrace their sexuality they're not afraid of who they are and it's just like this is this is what it is i don't have to pretend this is me and i really do feel in some ways they're, they're redefining you know fem how we understand femininity like in the public eye yeah, absolutely. And Keisha, for the record, I was the Michelle out of my friend's group. So there's there that. we go. Come um, on now. Because Michelle had the vocals on lock. She did. Um, <laughs> Crazy, I'm coming to you with that one in a minute. Josh, <laughs> but what about that? Just, just changing the idea of, of what's quote unquote socially acceptable or what's acceptable in the mainstream media or, you know, of, of that of that ilk. Well, it's nice to be able to see female rappers go into mainstream media, you know, and, and I think the word that we keep coming back to and that really has been a theme of this entire chat is unapologetic, right? We right. have someone like Cardi B who will tell you she was a stripper and tell you stories and, you know, even was in a stripper movie where she really played herself like she was prior to her becoming famous. Um, I think the unapologetic and the access, like Carl was talking about, we're able to see um, everyone's lives now through, through this, right? right? We're able to see when you get your nails done, um, uh, when you go to get your hair done, when you go to the gym, um, it's provided a platform where you can be yourself. And if, if I don't wanna see it, I'm not gonna follow you. But, but you know, we've talked to, to, to these two and, and, and you, guys, you guys have said also, it's unapologetic. You put out there what you wanna put out there. You don't care what your fans want, it's what you want. And I think that's so awesome and I think that's so brave. Um, and back in the day, like Carl said, we didn't have social media for people to do that. Right now it's so great that we have access and that there's people that can be themselves and show themselves on social media and say, you don't like it, don't follow. 
And that's just that. And this just, that's it for this segment. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up? This is Styles Peter Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about hip-hop's female takeover. Joining me for this conversation, Josh McBride. He's an entertainment host and national entertainment correspondent. Josh, great to have you with us. Good to be here, Lisa. Thank you. Also with us is Molly Brazy. She's a hip-hop artist. Brazy, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Also joining us is Light Skin Keisha. She's an actress and rapper. Keisha, great to have you with us. Great to be here, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also joining us is Carl Lamar. He's a hip-hop editor for Billboard. Carl, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Crazy. What about that? That there, there's a, there's also it's kind of like going on in a lot of other areas too, other other fields, you know, other professional fields, other fields in terms of politics or whatever. That that whole I'm a boss woman. I can do this. I can handle this. I can look good. I can rap. I can you know I can handle my business. Like all of those, a very empowering theme. Like how has the empowering theme affected you? Um, I definitely agree with everything Keisha said. Like that. She hit it right on the nose. But um, with me, it was mostly male artists that, you know, got me into doing what I do because it's like, if they can talk like that, mind you, I have all brothers. So it's like, I've always <laughs> felt like I was a boy for real when I was younger. So it's just like everything they did, I did. And it's just like, I started like taking it and putting it into my own way. like. You know, I mostly looked up to male artists, but it was like Nikki and Trina, and you know, they were very unapologetic. Like they just said what they wanted to do. They just made music about what they wanted to make music about. And just like today, um, if it's somebody that don't like my music, then they don't have to follow me. They don't have to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? But it's other people that relate. It's other people that can get into it. It's other people that, you know, understand what's going on and they tune in. You know what I'm saying? So... So that's a, that's a that's a really good thing, Keisha. The the whole bo- uh, the whole boss woman, like that that's a theme that comes through with a lot of the a lot of the female artists now, like yeah. yourself too. It's like we're in charge, we're doing this. This is what it is. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, I mean, I feel like women we were looked at as we supposed to be in the house cleaning up, taking care of the kids. But now in 2020, girls is getting money. You know what I'm saying? So we getting our own money. We we paying our own bills. Like, you know what I'm saying? We doing it that we, 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 we doing our thing. So I feel like we have to continue to keep on embracing that because women are powerful. And that's why I'm saying like, I mean, from our bodies to our minds to just everything, we are very, very powerful. So that's why I just feel like it's such a great time in hip hop too, to have so many powerful women doing their thing and speaking out and being sexual in their own way, you know what I'm saying? Embracing their sexuality. They want to keep us, you know, hush, hush, you know what I'm saying? Or keep us away from, no, like, no. We, everybody's like, uh-uh. We're not, we not saying sorry. We're not being sorry for what we said. We're coming out. We're being who we are. We're being sexy. And, you know, honestly, 
I feel like that also, you know, motivates other women. That inspires other women to embrace themselves and be sexy. I mean, like, look at what Rihanna's doing. Like, Rihanna is such a huge, huge artist, and she just had a fashion show where she's showcasing all type of body types and you know what I'm saying all type of races all type you know what I'm saying all type of body types and just ethnicities and everybody is, is going crazy so I feel like that was a big moment as well too because you know she's a black woman that's doing that and I haven't really necessarily seen anybody do that before I haven't seen anybody do that either exactly but that's a black woman that did that and that's 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 powerful it's, 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 and I think real quick just to jump in and I think you know the proof is in the pudding. I mean, a song that has been number one like the last what I think four weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, overall is WAP. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And, and that just speaks to us like embracing, you know, uh, women's sexuality and them owning it, and us saying, "All right, that's the cosign right there. That's just the ultimate." Like, yo, we're here now. Take it or leave it. And the fact that it's been number one, I think, like four times—not the last four weeks, but I think like in like for four weeks. It, it, it speaks to like America's just ability to accept and embrace, you know, black women owning their sexuality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's, I feel like that's amazing just to cut in. I feel like that's amazing. And there's a lot of people, there are, you go out and have your people that's, that don't agree with that. Right. And they're like, Oh no, this is too vulgar. This is too vulgar. Da, 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 da. But it's like for years we've listened to the guys be explicit and rap about what they wanted to rap. About. Right. Right. So we, we've listened to that for years, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be cars, the women, or, you know what I'm saying, the disrespect upon, you know what I'm saying, women, or whatever the case may be, or, you know, drugs, or whatever the case may be. You know, hey, if it sound good, we then, you know what I'm saying, we've listened to it, and we've supported it, and we've moved on. So now it's the time for women, and I feel like even with the WAP record, like, that was so big, and, and this is nothing new, you know what I'm saying? Even when Trina, back in her day, you know what I'm saying, she coming out, and she was so, you know what I'm saying, just vocal about what she wanted to rap about, and she didn't care. Cause that was just Trina and she's a legend. You know what I'm saying? To me, like, you know, she's legendary for that too. So I feel like this is, this needs to continue to carry on and women have to continue to embrace their sexuality and embrace who they are and, and don't, and don't care about what anybody say. No, and I feel like these are conversations that are happening behind closed doors. Anyways, these absolutely. women that have, you know, uh, performed WAP are having the, it's white. It's not, it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. Everybody's having these conversations privately anyways. These yeah. women just decided to put it out in a public way because, right. again, being unapologetic, who can't, like, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. But guess what? We're having these conversations by ourselves anyways. Let me just put it out there. Exactly. There That's exactly. that on that. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, Carl. Carl, in in, ter in terms of where th where everything is at, because it, this is an unusual time in the music business. It's an unusual time in the industry. People's lives are going through the, these tremendous changes of how we consume music, how much time we spend online, how much time we spend, you know, doing whatever we need to do to survive. How important are the women in terms of revitalizing things and really giving people something to be excited about? Shit, we need them. <laughs> like, like. I just flat out like they are a necessity, you know, at this point. I mean, again, like we have young MCs, young women coming in, like I said, with, with, with Keisha, with Molly, like really rejuvenating, you know, just just the sound and the energy, especially right now with, every, with everything being so gloomy, you know, with the protest. Um, with COVID, like sometimes, you know, we need some of that turn up to remind us right. like, yo, we still have life to live. 
You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And these girls have been really cooking up some strong caliber records to just shape the mood and, and, and really push us to, to, to know that, yo, shit is going to be okay. Shit's going to be good. Let's live it up. Let's live our lives. So we need women out here to hold it down for us. Not saying the guys aren't doing it, but, you know, it takes two. It's, it's, it's a 50-50 game right now. Exactly. Turn up time, even if it's on Zoom. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> there we go. Speaking of time, we're, out, we're out of time, but I, I want to thank all of you for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Josh McBride, great to have you with us. Um, Thanks, Lisa. Molly Brazy, great to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. Lightskin Keisha, great to have you on the show. And Nicole Hart, great to have you as well. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.